Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. And in our company is the absolutely great, the master himself, Smash of Toka Brothers Network. Hello, Smash! Hello, Jojo! Yay, Smash! Hello! Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Yay, we're doing fine. Thank you for joining us. Let me start with jo- Jojo. How-, how was your way, Jojo? It was all right. It was a week. <laughs> I lived through it. Hey, hey, look, look who's here. Look who's here. Ooh. Oh, I can green, I can green screen with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I can green screen. How you doing, folks? Uh, man, Hello. <laughs> we, we're good. We, we actually just started, so we're still on the intro. And so, ladies and gentlemen, here with us is Godi, also of the Tucker Brothers Network. Oh, Wonderful. so we already started. I'm just late to the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah but hey. oh, fashionably okay. late is a thing. Is a thing, you know. So it is a thing. Okay. It's definitely a thing. I thought you guys <laughs> was gonna wait on me, but okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, welcome, fellas. Welcome everyone to this broadcast. So today we are discussing a brand new movie that came out on Netflix. It is called The Harder They Fall. And it's something that it's a bit of a rarity. And I I think this is one of the reasons I wanted to have the Tucker Brothers because before this movie came out, it was already making the talk. It either was going to be an absolutely great movie or it was going to be crap. So I wanted to know what you guys think of the harder they fall, and so so let me let me start with Jojo. Jojo, you watched the movie. How did you like it? I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was really high energy western. I'm not a huge fan of westerns. I've seen exactly two westerns in my entire life, so probably not the most qualified to talk about a, a western per se. But as far as movies go, I think this one is wonderful, and I think it uh, really brings to light some characters that we all need to know more about. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I didn't know about the whole western thing with you, so that's another thing I'm, I'm learning <laughs> from you. <laughs> Smash, I know you watched it today because we talked last night and you told me you were going to take a look at it first thing today. So what did you think? I really wanted to hear everybody else's because I'm, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I like the movie, but I'm in the middle on how it is because I like Westerns and it was just some stuff I didn't agree with in there as far as the production wise, but I wanted to hear how everybody else thought the movie was. I, I think it's, Okay, like I'm on the fence. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you gotta go watch this. Oh, but I'm on oh, the fence. About oh, it. dude. Okay, okay. Me. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting this, but he. <laughs> so you, you the fancy Western guy here. Let's hear about you, Goji. Mm. What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. It was it was Quentin Tarantino esque with the bloodshed. It was a good movie. I, I'm not I'm not too much of one. I'm not too much of a Western person. 
but it was it was enjoyable from beginning to end. There was it was things about it, looking up the characters and seeing who the characters were when it opened up. We will get more into that, but when it opened up and and, and knowing who the characters are and and what they're and reading their real true backstories because this wasn't a real story. Right. The characters were real, right? But the story itself was fictitious, right? But right. so it was good to be able to go back and, and look and see who these black cowboys were and really read about their stories. So it was, it was educational and it was entertaining at the same time. And I think I think it's important that we we all understand this, right? Because that was precisely the biggest complaint from the very beginning is that some of these characters were in either their stories sort of like weren't cast properly. And mm. what we have to keep mm. in mind is that the, although these characters are true characters, true people who existed, the story itself is fictional. Therefore, it is at the discretion of the directors, the producers, to take some, some liberties with it. Right. The, we're going to talk about the, the Stagecoach Mary controversy in a few minutes. But here's what I thought of this movie. I I think you're right, Gothi, with the characterization of Quentin Tarantino-esque. I mm-hmm. felt that, but <laughs> it was it was emotional for me for to a certain extent because I remember growing up in in the Caribbean and imagining that the entire United States was the Wild West. <laughs> you know, it was all cowboys, everything looked like Texas. You're not wrong either. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, it's not any, <laughs> and so. The thing that, at the same time, it bothered me the most as a child was how come all of the people who are sheriff, who are marshals, who are this and that, none of them look like me. Like, is, are there? And, like, you saw actually more Native American portrayals in, in these Western movies than, than you saw black folks. And later in life, I'm learning that there was an entire, there were like actually about 60% of law enforcement in, in the Old West used to be made of black lawmen. <laughs> Yet somehow Hollywood hijacked the portrayal of cowboys, the portrayal of Western, as it was, as if it were something, you know, cowboys and Indians, right? And so, this, in, in that respect, became a bit emotional for me because I saw a movie that is telling a story where we exist and we coexist. And I don't know why it took up until 2021 for us to see that. Your thoughts, Jojo? Yeah, I um, I, I really want to hear Smash's opinion too because I, I am really interested to hear from a Western fan, because I actually told a lie when I said I've seen two Westerns. I have seen more than that, but it's it's like less than five. I've, I've seen True Grit. I've seen The Searchers. I've seen, um, I don't know if it counts or not, but Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I've that seen, counts. That definitely that counts. Can, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and I, you know, I've seen the, based on Seven Samurai, the Sakura film. I can't remember the name of the actual Western film. But so I, I have a lot of re- respect for the Western genre. It's just not something I know a huge amount about. So in watching this movie, I was like, I feel like I'm probably missing a lot of like homages and Easter eggs and things like that. So I'm excited to hear Smash's opinion on that. As far as it being a great Western, I can't really I can't really say that because I, I don't know enough about Westerns to say that, but I do 
I did find the movie really, really enjoyable. I did find the idea of finding out more about people's history and having some actual, even though their stories were fictitious, but having these these people portrayed on film so that maybe some of us will start to do the research and start to learn a little bit more. And maybe we'll have this whole new genre open up, I think is, is, is awesome. And I, I think as a movie, if you just take the Western part out of it again, cause I know nothing about Westerns, I think it's a, I think it's a, a really good movie and really enjoyable to watch and has some really interesting editing, a little bit of John Wick stuff going on and Quentin Tarantino, as yes. you said. Yeah. Um, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here is. That's you, Smash. Smash. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <I> was... <laughs> yeah. No, nah, so I, I think it was a good movie. The story, the storyline was great. Like I like how they they wrapped it up at the end. But for me, like toward the end in the gunfight, that crew, Nat Love's crew, wouldn't have had enough people in a regular Western to handle Buck's crew. So. I didn't like that part in the way that Nat Love moved when he shot. He didn't move like a true gunslinger like he's supposed to be. So I think that could have been some acting, you know, some acting that was bad. But me, myself, growing up, like I grew up around horses. Um, I used to feed horses, ride horses, all the stuff. Like in Atlanta, they they had this thing called the Atlanta Black Cowboys. And so my mom had, we were real close with a family that was in, in t- that had ties to that group. And so, like, that's where I learned how to ride horses, had to feed them, shoe them, all that stuff. And so, you know, being around the cowboy environment, when you watch a movie, you're really watching to see if they if they move like that, if they, you know, if they act like that. And this movie, like you said, it was Quentin Tarantino-ish. So I took that into into effect and uh, and I watched it for what it was. And I liked the way they tied it in at the end. I just didn't like the way that they went about some of the movements in a Western, because you wouldn't shoot like they were shooting. Like it was just, I had to take it for what it was a movie. And I was just breaking it down from that aspect. But for our far storyline, it is a good storyline. Can, can I ask you a question smash? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so <laughs> like, cause you, you know, the life, right. And you're watching for the movements and, and you, you know, what is going to be realistic versus unrealistic. And of course, movies are never a hundred percent accurate. Typically, right. you know, you get maybe 98% if you're lucky. <laughs> it's a really, really good film. But what, what would you say is like, uh, one of the greatest Westerns that captures the reality of, of cowboys and horses and, hmm. and, and the people who ride them? What's, what's, the, what's a good one to watch? Man, that's a um, it's a good question. I would have to go in my bank. Would have hit him with a follow up. Okay, would have hit him with a follow up. That's a good question. I mean, no, I'm really I I because I when you said that it it pinged with me like with some of the, my background in television. I've watched stuff, you know, that they do in that's set in 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 film studios or or in TV studios, and I'm like that that never fucking happens. Like, you're stupid. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it completely takes me out of the movie. So I, and, and, but I have seen other ones and I'm like, Oh my God, they actually fucking got it right. That person, you know, put that tape on. Right. But anyway, I'm, I'm fangirling. So I'll shut up. But anyway, what? but my question was just, was just, if you, if you have one that you're like, you know what, you actually hit that right. Thank you for that. One, no, that's, one, a, that's a good question. One thing about the movie and I started off I started off the movie from the soundtrack and the soundtrack 
it made no sense to me. Like the selection of the music, it, it, it totally made no sense to me. I'm like, why would this oh, wow. make the soundtrack? And then watching, then I finally got a chance to watch the movie and the scoring was perfect. Yes. Everything was placed perfectly. And so now then I thought about, I said, oh, this makes so much sense now. Now I can enjoy the music more because I know how it was scored and, and the placement of each and every song. Before I was like, Jay-Z lost his, lost his edge. I thought James Samuel, who has a, a, a musical background before, this is his first directorial debut. I was like, how can these two musical geniuses miss the mark with this soundtrack? But then when you watch the movie and see how they were played and placed, this perfect. I will I will agree with Godi on the on the soundtrack. The soundtrack was good and it played it played well with the movie. I, I think everything was good in there. Like I said, I just didn't like the movements of how they acted during the shootout for the most part. And to answer your question, Jojo, I would I'd probably have to go with I don't know. I I did like I think it's Young Guns, uh Emilio okay. Estevez when he played, you know, when he did that Western. That was a good Western movie to me. But okay. going back to this one, The Harder They Fall, it was good. I just, I don't know. I think they it could have been, I don't know, it could have been a little bit more Western-y, if you want to say. They told the story. They told the story good, but they wrapped it up real good at the end because I was still wondering, like, how did all this start? So at the end, it, it really wrapped it up for me. But in the middle and everything, I'm just like, this This kind of makes no sense as we're going along, but it is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm kind of with you on the scenery portion of it, but <laughs> then what sold it to me is when, what was the name of the town? Dansville? Donaldsonville? What was it called? The the white town that they visited? Like, literally, yeah. physically, no. physically, it was it the was, white, it was the right white town. Yeah, the white like, town. Yeah. So then once I saw that, I realized, like, you know what? He's not really trying to tell us. It's really not about the Western scenery of right. it all. It's really about the story. Right. That he's really, he's really trying to tell a story. And so when I seen the whole town is all white, and it was like, okay, okay, I get you, bro. I, I understand that you really want me to focus on this story and not the actual, the scenery and the clothing. So it was, it's... I, I give it a pass on that portion, but I, I right. definitely see what you're saying, Smash. I definitely understand what you're saying. But, but since you brought up that part about the the white town or whatever, I, in my notes, that was the worst bank robbery ever. No doubt. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's stuff like that. Like you know, somebody should have died at that bank robbery. So no doubt. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just piggyback on on Godi's notation of the music because I I think it's important to remember that uh, James Samuel is a dude who takes his music and makes movies with, mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. to uh, making a movie and the music comes uh, first. Th- this guy is actually Seal's brother, uh, Seal's little brother. Right. So I think this is what we got going on here, except that, of course, you have to, because it's Netflix, uh, it's, a, it's a Western movie, you have to market it as a movie. But again, once you put the music into context, it is an absolutely genius score. The one thing that surprised me, because it fitted perfectly, and I was like, how in the hell did he manage to do that, is that there were reggae as part of the mm-hmm. score, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this dude is of Nigerian descent with an Afro-Brazilian father. And I kept thinking to myself, but he's a Londoner, right? So when, when you, whether you're Nigerian, Ghanaian, or whatever, if you are raised in London, 
specifically Croydon, man, reggae is part of your, of your soundtrack. And he was able to bring that into a Western and it bloody made sense. I don't know right. how he how he how he did that. It was it was perfectly placed because it was at a point in that movie where it was a buildup of drama. And that rhythmic of the of the Jamaican, I mean of, of the actual Jamaican music, it just made sense. It brought you yes. back into it got you hyped to okay, what's yeah. next? What's going on next? He it was perfect. And that that's what I said when I that's what I meant by listen to the soundtrack by itself, it made no sense. It totally made no sense. Like, and when I heard of like, how can you get Barrington Levy into this movie? How, how is this going to fit? I mean, where did you just, you know, take a bunch of hodgepodge songs and say, Hey, I got this guy, let's make a soundtrack. But then when you watch the movie, it makes perfect sense. It was, it was genius. It was genius. Score was, I think the score was better than the actual movie in itself. I, I really did. And, and I was, and, and that's where I was going. So question for the table is this, one of my biggest fears when I learned about this movie was that it was jam-packed with so many superstars because mm. the story would be weak. Because at mm. the end of the day, it was going to be a bad movie. I don't think none of us have said at this, at this point that this movie was bad. But mm. at the same time, do you really see the point here? Do, do, do we, did we get distracted by the amount of stars that made this movie as opposed to what was going on and how, how it all went down. I, Go ahead, Jocelyn. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I, I personally didn't, I, I didn't feel like that was an issue for me. I, I enjoyed the movie for, for what it was. I, I mean, of course, Idris Elba is Idris Elba. So that's, <laughs> but I, I don't think that just having really, big names and some fantastic talent on there undermined the movie at all. I think that the story that's there and the soundtrack that's fabulous, the story that's there may be a bit weak and there may be some, some points at it that aren't the best, but I think that it's a really, I, it's one of those things I'm going to say, I, I hope that it again encourages people to look up these actual characters and I hope that it, there is a revived or a, not even revived a, a, an interest from Hollywood to start making factual movies about some of these characters. I like the idea. I, I really do like the, I think they took a page out of Regina King's book with her last movie with MLK and the movie she did. Right. It, it, it's, I like this idea. It's, it's, it's art, you know, it's cinema. So you can take, you can take, privileges with things that you're doing as far as what Graham said about the characters that was one of my biggest fears too you have so many blockbuster characters in here how much screen time will they get to be able to fit in this movie and he, and I think they did that perfectly well everybody had a piece of the movie where they had their scenes to show their range to show how much of an actor how much of a great actor they are and and they had enough screen time before it actually turned to something else. And I think it was it was highly played on there. I'm I'm interested to see who what character resonated best with you guys. Cause that's what you know, I have my favorite character in the movie, but which character reached out to you guys and was like, um, that he really if it without him, it wouldn't have been a great movie. Him or her wouldn't have been a great movie. I don't wanna Okay, wanna, so uh, let me let me go first. <laughs> Seriously, my favorite character in there was Coffee. Okay. Coffee, mm. like, 
it, she was the typical person that everybody would underestimate. And she knows that. And it's not like she, contrary to, to the little fast hand kid who, who wanted to show the world that he was the best, this girl, she was just, she, she was just existing, knowing deep inside that, that she was something else, she, that she was more than what you saw. And when the moment came, she did, man. And, and boy, she can kick somebody's ass. Oh, my God. God, she can fight, dude. She couldn't ride a horse, but she could definitely kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She was dope, man. What about you, Jojo? So I guess I'm probably going to get accused of, 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 of stealing this or whatever, but it was Cuffy was my favorite, too. Um, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you said it, Graham. You know. You know. <laughs> I, I loved that she was so under the radar on purpose, like her posture, her, her, everything that the character was showing is don't look at me. Don't look at me. Pay no attention to me. Don't look at me. Everything about her was shrunken in until it didn't need to be. And then, and then she fucked some shit up. And I, I just loved that about her. And the fact that she was, you know, she didn't have to be larger than life. Like all the other, not all, but like a great portion of the other characters did. They had their, their machoism. They had their egos. they had their golden guns and she was just cuffy and she, she did what she needed to do. And she, she was my favorite. By the way, when she said her name, I about died, her real name. I about died. Y'all got that? Yeah. Her name is Cathay. That's right. You saw, you saw what I, I posted this morning in the group, right? You saw what I posted this morning in the group. No, no, I, was like, I didn't say it. Oh, I was like, oh my God. Of course she had to be, except, except that she won't run her mouth. Right. She's quiet, right? She's the opposite side of quite yeah, complete opposite you're right <laughs> but the fiery side it, it fit definitely fit perfect. oh yeah Kathy. like last night you went there man but like she was talking about how she goes wherever she goes <laughs> she's trapped on <laughs> she's oh, armed. Yeah. Like she goes jogging <laughs> she's armed like and everybody was like where the hell did you leave <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right so so smash who was your f- oh so mine because so I, i'll just say this real quick in this in this movie there was no black or white like in cowboy movies you normally have the villain and you know well the protagonist and the antagonist if you want to say the villain and the hero Ooh, but everybody here brand. was basically a villain you know what i mean so mine would have to be i got two actually i like rufus Rufus Buck and then uh, Trudy, because I see those two characters where you can break them off and have another whole nother show because of the story that she told about her, her sister. Yes. And you can show because Trudy was something to be dealt, yes. you know, dealt with. She wasn't easy to, you know, because she really ran the gang in Rufus's absence. Mm-hmm. And I like that uh, Rufus. I just like the mysterious vibe around him. So. There was a whole lot more that he wrapped up in the end, but it kind of showed how he developed into being who he was. Can I say something about Rufus, though, before you go, Goody? Is that mm-hmm. I saw a lot of less acting and a lot more posing. It, it, it reminded me, well, do you remember CSI Miami? The dude with the pair of sunglasses and shit that would just, just strike a pose and put the sunglasses. What was it? <laughs> uh, James something? Spader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Goody. First of all, 
I had several great characters that I loved this movie. First of all, Zazie Beetz loved her to death. She was pleasingly, for me, pleasingly on the eyes to watch her grace the screen. Of all the, how Cuffy was was portrayed and how Gina King was portrayed, they were portrayed more on a rough type of exterior and, and vibe about them, where she, they they portrayed her in, in more of a beauty type of, of character. And I love that about her. Um, the way she wore, she wore her hair, the the garment, the, the actual wardrobe that they picked for her, it was just elegant and graceful, and I loved her for that. But my she was favorite... She a lot more feminine than the yes. other characters. Sorry. Exactly. You, but yeah, yeah, a lot, lot more feminine side show. Yes, he did. And 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 just to see her, she's just a beautiful woman, and to see her on screen was, was like, okay, I can give it a little bit longer. I can watch it just a little bit longer. Um, uh <laughs> But my favorite character was R.J. Siler, who was Jim Beckworth. Yeah. That dude was hilarious. And for him to to break the monotony of the story and put the comedy side into it, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I think what Fast Smash feels about the break off of characters, I think he needs to have its own comedic side of of this western character and really delve into that because it was the comedy was on point from him his comedy was was perfect and i loved him and when he got killed i didn't you know spoiler alert when he got killed it's like it's one of those movies where you you're enjoying that character so much you want to see him make yeah. it to the end and then when he perished at the end i was like well okay at least at least he did last to the last 15 minutes of the show he didn't get the whole movie but he lasted the last 15 minutes. And I, I really enjoyed this character. Dude, like the moment I saw this kid, I said, this is the little nigga that's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. <laughs> the moment he started talking, I'm like, because he, he, had, he had a very hip-hop-ish vibe to his character. Like really running his mouth and I'm the best and I've got these, I've got that. And of course... He, he his whole thing was he wanted to challenge whoever was faster than him, whoever was considered or, or could challenge him That's as right. a faster. So I'm like, yeah, this nigga gonna die. He gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. So yeah, spoiler. He did die. <laughs> he, he did die. But it was it was good to see his character because everybody was now, on the other hand, uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting the guy's name. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I don't care what he plays in; he's gonna always bring yeah. the the stage, the play, uh, Shakespearean experience to every single one of his characters. He's a thespian, yeah, through and through, right, through and through. And, and every character, I don't care what he plays, he's gonna all that side of him is gonna always come out. He always seems to be able to tie that into that character. And it was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to watch just to hear his dialogue and and how he delivered it. It was I loved his I loved him as well. I love Cherokee Bill. Cherokee Bill was was one of those let's see what this let's see what this dude gonna say. Let's see what one line yes. we're gonna get off of this. Yes. <laughs> there is one one actor here that I've no, I've I, I, I I've gained so much respect for the, respect for this dude. I know you're gonna say that when I see him, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good, and it's Delroy Lindo. Yes, I know that's where you're going. This was a very minor <laughs> character. Like it, this character, in the hands of anybody else, is shit, mm-hmm. right? But it was Delroy Lindo, 
and this character floated and it flourished it it, it was it became essential because because of who played it anyway. I think besides getting the Tyler Perry mustache, I think it was the character was played perfectly. That mustache was horrible. <laughs> the Tyler Perry mustache. He definitely rushed that from Atlanta from Tyler Perry Studios. That was definitely horrible. Oh my god, that's funny stuff. <laughs> Let it out, Jocelyn. <laughs> you were thinking the same thing, Jocelyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> That was terrible. It, it was bad. It, it was bad. What are it we was. doing? Yeah, he, he was great. He was great. He was mustache, <laughs> mustache. No, no. He's always great. Yeah. Um, now I tell you who they could have left out though. Who? And that's uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like he. I don't know, like his. I don't know. I didn't really like his part. I know you got to have a person like that, but them Wayans in a serious role don't really go over good. See, the thing about, for me, with uh, Damon Wayans Jr. is that that little nigga is too pretty for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Even to play bad uh, uh, cowboy. Like, yeah. I mean, on Modern Love, he was great, right, Jojo? He was fantastic on Modern Love. Like, like those romantic characters and shit, yeah. But I can't see a pretty little boy like that talking trash to anyone. Like, shut the fuck up before I disappear you. (laughs) (laughs) He would have had a broken nose several times and and other other things broken, I think, if he he kept that smart mouth. (laughs) I don't think he would have stayed that pretty. So, Smash, he should have took the butt whooping that Wally took, right? That Esco took. Wally Esco. (laughs) Yeah. Because he took a butt whooping. That was like... That was like a page right out of te- Quentin Tarantino movie as far as gore goes. <laughs> like it was like, pick them gold teeth up, but <laughs> yeah. You tell your tell your mama you're rich. <laughs> that was no, funny. It, it was definitely good acting in this movie. I mean, the cast of characters, I guess I would say, was very mm-hmm. good. And Lakeith did stand uh, uh I know it's Lakeith Stanfield, but Lakeith did stand out for me. So uh <laughs> yeah. yes. uh and I I did like because I felt like he out of all of them, really got into character. I'm not saying that any of them were bad, but I felt like I believed his character. Here's another one. And Graham, and I'm going to you with this. What was Regina King's... Uh, what, what was her... Uh, what you call it? Her speech. What, what, what was it? What was it? What was that accent? Uh, yeah, what, I, 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 couldn't, like, I couldn't get that one. Like I want to see this. I want to see the script and say, okay, she's of Jamaican descent. She's of Caribbean descent. Like I want to know what what accent that she was trying to portray, and that's like a, a hmm in a moment of that whole film. Like of everybody else, why did they choose that dot that 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 for her? You know? Yeah, I, I look. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Like I listened to, especially when she talked about her sister, um, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that whole story. But, like, I felt like she was going in and out of an accent. That's the thing for me. And, mm. and the other thing is, the other thing is, Regina King is maybe one of the best actors alive. But um, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Her voice always will be Riley to me from, 
<laughs> from Boondocks. From the Boondocks. Whenever I hear her, yes. I hear Riley, right? And so so I, I can't concentrate on her in anything, even when she's presenting an Oscar or whatever. Like, as long as she speaks, all I hear is uh, Riley. And I'm like, right. oh, my God. <laughs> Why? But, yeah, her her, her speech was, was, was a bit weird. But we have to remember also, again, that, what's his name, uh, James Samuel. Of course, he, he's going to have this mixture of mm-hmm. of all of these accents there because of, like I said, if you grow up in London and you're black, you grow up in the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Even if you even if you are in a predominantly African neighborhood, you're going to hang out with a couple of Jamaicans, a couple of St. Lucians, and next thing you know, you're, yeah, man, and, and stuff like that. So, Harry man, Harry man. I for for James, I would I love I love the what he wrote. I love what he wrote. I love the score. Um that's really that shine for me with him. I would I would want to give him a second chance to give me a better picture of him as far as theatrical wise, you know, for visual wise, because we see the pieces of Tarantino. We see the different pieces of of other people's visions of how they want their movies to be created. And I want to see him take another piece of something else that he's created and see what else is from that, from the visual aspect, what can he do outside of that? Because I think that that part for me really carried this movie, those Quentin Tarantino moments of the, the, you know, the blood gore and Mm -hmm. and, uh, the placement of the wording, how the wording was hidden behind the people's, you know, setting the scenes and stuff like that. Those things are Quentin Tarantino through and through. You can't even hide that. And so I want to see what he can do, what kind of vision he has in an artist to really portray something else on his next picture. So I'm excited to see that from him. So, But if it worked for him. This one worked for him for me. I, I, I do think that the style is there. And mm. although we have the Tarantino comparison to, 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 be, to, to bring it with, but I think his dialogue is a bit more refined. When I mean, if you mm. listen, these characters spoke like at least they went to school back in the day for at least to the eighth grade, <laughs> and some of them were quoting, like I mean, Buck was fucking quoting Napoleon and stuff, you know, right. and yeah. it, like you didn't hear a bunch of ignorance out of you know, 1800 black people, <laughs> their dialogue were, was, was like, okay, I, I don't have anything. That's why, as you said about, about Lakeith, like Lakeith recited some of his lines almost as if it were Shakespearean. That's it. And that's, yes, that smoothness of dialogue is, I think that's where the style is. So if you compare, if you put together the ability to bring to, to create the music first and then create the story and then bring together a bunch of talents that can actually make of a dialogue something extraordinary. I think, I think that's the style right there, but that remains to be seen. Like that's his, not his first movie, but that's his first major, his directorial debut. So we, we, right. we, we, should, we, should, we should wait and see what's, go- what's going on there. I'm, I'm looking forward to this guy's career because I, 
up to a point, I really love stylized movies and I love movies with little winks and nods in them and kind of like homages to other things and, and, and Easter eggs and that kind of thing. And I saw Tarantino in there. I saw, of course, his own talent. And I saw a little bit of, and this, act, this director gets a huge amount of hate, but I do find him incredibly stylistic and interesting, which is Baz Luhrmann. And I saw a little bit of that in this movie, which was very interesting to me to 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 see Tarantino next to Baz Luhrmann and and of course this other the the, the this director's own talent. So I was like, I I, I want to see this guy. I want to follow his career. I want right. to see what he does. I'm intrigued as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about the cast, and let's first let's address the controversy of Zazie Beats as stagecoach mayor. I uh, <laughs> I look. I understand. I understand what people were talking about. It was perfectly placed in my opinion. That's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) If the actress, I'm just saying. Jojo and I had this conversation (laughs) about two episodes ago, and it was based on an interview that Brian Cox of Succession uh, gave, where he was talking about, like, look, man, we're we're actors. You you can't. I mean, you can't really. Yeah, I'm not going to play. You know, I'm a, as a white guy, I'm not going to play, play a Pakistani or a Hawaiian or a black person. That That's not. But you can't tell us that we can't play characters. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so Zazie Beats, for all intents and purposes, she's a black woman. <laughs> you know, and she's playing a black woman. And so whether or not the character existed in... And by the way, all of her pictures are like in black and white, so we never know if she was really light skinned. I mean, there's no. I mean, you know, if you take a black and white picture of of, of Godi, you don't see him as a beige brother. You you see, you know. See, I know you don't see uh, that. See, see that? You know, you know. <laughs> you know the only way you know that Jocelyn, <laughs> plug your ears, Jocelyn. I got to go off on these two brothers real quick. Nah, I'm <laughs> You know, you don't see him on the, the color, spectrum. The colorism just abounds these two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. What do you guys think? Did we make too much of a big deal of uh, of, of the casting of Zazie Beats as stagecoach for Mary? I'm biased because I think she's she's one of the most beautiful actresses in, in Hollywood. And she was pleasingly on the eyes to watch. When you go back and you look at stagecoach Mary... Um, she's this rough, rugged, dark-skinned woman. Yes, you could have probably got somebody to, to play her as her, but the contrast of they had to break the hardness between Cuffy and between, between Regina King. Yes. And so they had to bring some feminine, you know, some feminine energy into the picture. And that was bestowed upon her. Yeah. The the characteristics of Stage Coast Mary was there. Rough, rugged, you know, that stern leader, you know, going to go for what she knows. She's, you know, she's, you know, with her convictions, that part of the character was there. But just the mm-hmm. the actual picture and the look of it, no, she wasn't there. I, I definitely see that. But from me, from a male perspective, it was a home run for me. It's a home run. Mm-hmm. Smash? My wife, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought she, I thought she played the role character that she was playing not even if you really look at the real stagecoach mary but the character that she was playing i thought that she presented too soft for it 
I mean, yes, he is pleasing on the eyes, and I get them breaking it up. But I just felt like she was too soft for that role. I could have, I could have kind of seen her and Cuffy switch places because they didn't do anything. Everybody else, they were transformed. They look hard, like Godie was saying. But she just was. She was the only soft one in the whole movie. Like that's that's what I'm saying. They they that I didn't really like that because her character, honestly, she should have been killed. And them saying don't kill her yet, she should have been killed in a real movie. She'd have been killed in a real mm. western. She'd have been killed. Mm. But but was she softer? Like because I mean she was she was she was mad brave and and she fought Regina King's character like a motherfucker and ended yeah. up actually winning. But but I, I think I think you're right. It's it's the same thing with Damon Wayans Jr. It's just it's just like you know. <laughs> You you ain't expecting to see them pretty people over there, just you know. <laughs> pretty people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jojo? Yeah, I think I think I understand that they. Um, I mean, it is Hollywood, and it's it is a mm-hmm. movie, and it's a fictionalized account. And in real life, she would have looked and acted probably nothing at all. No, probably she wouldn't have looked anything like that. But. With Hollywood and needing to sell movies and sell tickets and sell characters and get people interested in this and get men something that they'd like to look at, I understand the the casting. I do. It you know it makes it makes sense. I understand it. There's a whole another smash that I could probably go into another long discussion about all of that. But but I mean I I get it. I do. I get it. So I do. I want to I want to pose this question to all of y'all because and. The character that she played, mm-hmm. and this is what I say. I'm not even saying how soft she was, but she didn't portray toughness to me, as in her character. Like mm. it came off that she's supposed to be tough, I but when she's saying she's taking over all these saloons and whatever else in these different counties or cities, I just didn't like. You got to be tough. Like I don't see where it's coming from. I didn't see her backup besides Cuffy. You know what I mean? Like who are you taking over these? cities and saloons or, you know, uh, saloons in the cities from, I, I just didn't get that. So that's what I'm asking. Like, do y'all buy that? She was that character that they put on screen could take over these saloons from these other rugged cowboys who are outlaws in most aspect that she's going to take over those saloons from them. I bought every bit of it. <laughs> 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 I think we all know why you bought everything. <laughs> I, I think she was perfectly cast. I just, I don't see it. <laughs> but, but here's what I think, though. I think there was a combination of a savvy businesswoman who sort of fancies herself a little bit as as a as one of the boys and whatever. Even though she got easily captured and. And, and, and all of that happened. But that's the story in itself. I don't think it's the character's fault. Having right. said that, I think the problem that that Smash has is that she was too pretty. Yeah, that's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's all his problem. She was just I mean for what she for what she did, it was like that's a his it, problem. Yeah. I mean honestly like in, in most movies and I'm not trying to be sexist or anything she would have been like the madam. Yeah. And ran like that's the... That's what I thought she was. You know, the, when Exactly. That's what I thought she was until she explained... That's what she was. 
No, but she said she had all these other businesses. Yeah, and... but she had the, the the she had the girls upstairs. Yeah. She had she had all that stuff. I mean, I, I get your point. Like you wanted a true blue gritty western, and I get that. And so, and, and but but I understand what you're saying, and I, and I know you see it for what it's worth, for what this movie is worth. Yeah. But the way that they had to soften that movie up some kind of way, you had all these tough and rugged characters and for that love story to happen, you know, they had to, to bring that character in that, that can bring the wow factor that was pleasingly on the eyes that want to make you understand when that opening scene, when, and I may be quoting it wrong, but when, what was the quote in the beginning of the movie when she punched him in the face and she said, this is how I feel about you when she kissed him. This is how I feel about you here. And then she punched him in the mouth. And this is how I feel about you gone. You know, and that, that sets the tone for her character. Like, she can be hard when she wants to, but she can be soft and feminine when she needed to. You know, and and for her to have Cuffy respect her to the point where, because Cuffy, we just thought Cuffy was like the biggest, one of the best soldiers on this film. For Cuffy to, to respect her the way that Cuffy did, that tells me a lot about our character as well, that she can get down and dirty when she needed yeah, to. Cuffy was in love with mm-hmm. her, too. Yeah, Cuffy, I, yeah, yes, that part, Cuffy too. Cuffy was, was in love with her. You, yeah. you, and, and they tell you that towards the end, but but it happened. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out an unpopular opinion here, and mm-hmm. I think Idris Elba kind of phoned this one in. I didn't feel like he 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 was... I don't know if it's the character, but I didn't feel like he was at his best on this one. In fact, hmm. that Urban Cowboy movie was a better Idris Elba than I saw today. Uh, I think the character, he played a larger-than-life character, but there was not much to to the character, and Idris wasn't doing much. Like, like he got outacted by like Heath Stanfield. <laughs> he did. He got outacted mm-hmm. by Regina King. He got outacted by Jonathan. Jonathan Majors, by the way, is fucking amazing. But I, I have, I, I don't like. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like. No, Rufus. Mm. I didn't like Idris on this one, and I think he he toned it down too much. It wasn't. It wasn't him. So, hmm. what do you guys think, Jojo? What do you think? Uh, my dogs are raising holy heck, so maybe somebody next, and then I'll cut once they shut up. <laughs> okay, so let's go smash. Yeah, like you said, I would I would have to disagree with you on that. I don't think he phoned it in. I just think that his his part in the movie to me was the beginning and then the end. Everything in the middle came from the rest of the characters telling their part. So I don't think he really to me he didn't have a big, if you want to say, even though he's one of the main characters if you want to say the main character, but he didn't have a big part in that movie because his story started at the beginning and ended at the end. And that was it. So that's why I don't feel like he phoned it in. And as the villain that he was, he's supposed to be mysterious and low key and not really, you know, show too much emotion and stuff like that. So I, I would have to disagree with you on that one. All right. All right. All right. Um, go D. I agree with Smash 100% on that one. I think that was the character, and I think he had to stick. Somebody had to, I won't say he phoned it in, but I think the character was written that way so they can get everybody into the movie. Like, because right. he's bigger than life. And right. if you really put him in the forefront, he would take over. Yeah. Like, it's just what he would do. 
So I, I, I'm agreeing with Smash on that one. It just that was the, the part that yeah. he played. Because honestly, the what's her name, uh, Regina King and Idris could have took over the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> just them two. Yeah, I could. I could actually uh, yeah. see Regina sort of dialing it back to a bit, sort of like taking, taking a, a step back throughout the movie. But her brilliance, mm-hmm. her brilliance was there, and I think that was my my thing with 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 Idris is that maybe Idris was too conscious that he he needed to dial it back, and and for the most part, all I see was posing and, and <laughs> big, you know, nice camera shots and stuff. Uh, but yeah. but that last, it was a dialogue, but it was mostly a monologue, if you will, when when he reveals his reasons for what he did. That yeah, was that yeah. was brilliant. That that I could see. I I okay. Here's the actor. I, I wanted that to end different. We, we, I'll let Jocelyn go because I had a problem with that scene. I really had a problem. With I that think scene. I have a problem with it too. Let's do, let's let, Georgia. Let's hear. <laughs> I had a problem. With <laughs> I I okay. So have have you guys seen the movie Zootopia? Yes. I don't I've know. Seen it, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So Idris Elba voices a character in Zootopia and uh, his name is uh, Chief Bogo and he has he plays a very massive animated character in a bunch of lots of little little characters and in a lot of the scenes with Idris Elba I kept being reminded of his animated character in Zootopia (laughs) as strange as that sounds because it was he was almost putting off the same aura the same I am a big guy I am tough I am strong you do not fuck with me you do not fuck with me and and almost to the point of where camera angles would make other actors seem smaller around him make him seem larger than life yes and there's the scene where they let him out of the box where he takes a breath and the the film actually sucks in and then yes. releases so I, I i think that i think that idris was writing was acting to the writing i'm not going to say that he phoned it in but i think mm-hmm. he was just straight up acting to the writing as in right. this is a character that is bigger than life we're not going to make him three-dimensional for this movie one because idris elba is going to take the whole movie over but two because maybe we're going to make a movie just about him later on and we want to leave some mm-hmm. of it out, I don't know. Uh, well, could you have seen anybody else play that character? Now that you've seen it and you see him in that in that, in that character, could you could you imagine anybody else, say like a Denzel or somebody else, would be able to bring out what that character presented to us? Hmm. I, I don't I don't even see anybody else being able to do that for me. I think Delroy could have done it for me, but I don't think I could see anybody else doing it. I personally don't. Because, well, one, I love Idris Elba, but two, also because I just think that they were, the director and the producers and everyone wanted to see this man as literally larger than life. And Idris mm-hmm. Elba is very, very good at that. I don't know of any, many other actors that are, can bring that kind of presence to the, to the screen. So mm-hmm. that's what I was taking from it. That yeah, he is, a, the character is a little one dimensional, but I, I, I think he was acting to the writing. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to end up agree- agreeing with y'all. So thank you for changing my mind, I suppose. You <laughs> said change my mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take a picture of this. Make sure, you, make sure you put that on replay three times with them when you when you edit this thing. <laughs> Send that clip of you saying that. Smash, can you believe it? <laughs> 
Really? No, no. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, Jojo, you haven't watched uh, talk about it on Friday. <laughs> it's it's war, man. <laughs> it's war. <laughs> So let's continue with the cast. So we talked about Regina. We've gone through the cast actually. So let's just let's just see some of the characters here. Jonathan Majors. Now I ask the question. Yes. Could anybody else? Could you see anybody else playing uh, Nat Love? Yes. I yes. Could. Who would you propose? Pick somebody. I mean, it's. He's the flavor, and, and the, the, first of all, I don't want to take anything from the brother, from Jonathan Majors. He's an awesome actor, Lovecraft, and all the things that he's done. He's definitely the flavor of the month, right? And so I think that's one of the reasons why he got this role. And I, I don't know, I'm just speaking out the side of my neck, right? This is just my opinion. But he was definitely a good placement for that role. But I don't think it was a role where you couldn't you couldn't get somebody else to play that role. I mean, it was, it's a lead role. He's he's one of those the hot actors right now, um, especially coming off of Lovecraft. And he just, he fits it for me. He fits it, but I, I don't think I, I would be like, huh, like I feel about Idris. I don't think nobody else could play that part Idris played. But for him, I think there's many actors I think that could probably fit in there. I can't think of none off the top of my head, but as soon as you guys start speaking, I'll be like, yep, that's one, that's two. <laughs> um, what about you, Smash? Who do you think could have done in, in, an equally decent job in in this character almost anybody i, I mean so you I'm don't think you don't think there was, there was anything uh, tremendously special about this character no no not about not i, I think that's where i lost i mean now that you ask that question i think that's where my belief or the realness in the western came from because he didn't sell it for me as an actor of him being of a western person you know, right. he, he he just didn't sell it for me. Like everybody else played a decent role. I'm not saying he played a bad role. He just didn't portray like he was in a Western movie to me. And he's the one that I'm talking about didn't move with the shooting and stuff like that. So I think you can you can put almost any up and coming actor or, you know, up in that film and it wouldn't have changed anything from the movie. I don't think he he didn't stand out in this like he did in Lovecraft to me. And I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not saying he's bad. I just right. don't think he got into a Western character in my mind. I see the And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Like, at the end, when they're riding away or when I think they were saying goodbye to Cuffy or whatever, as, a you know, most cowboys, they always tip their hat or, yeah. you know, to say right. goodbye. Right. He just rolled off. And I looked at that little element. But, I'm, I, you know, that's a little... That's probably being a little petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. I see the wheels of Jocelyn turning, so I'm really interested to see what she has. <laughs> it's coming, folks. It's coming. I um, I think he was a little too pretty for the part. Um, there it is. <laughs> and I, I, I did like him in the part. I did. I like. Right. I liked him. I liked his performance. I thought that he had a, a kind of a, a cool pathos to this character who got to watch his, his family killed in front of him. I thought he handled that part very well. But as far as rough and tumble Western goes, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily believe him in that part. Right. I don't know, though, who would be in that part. But I will say that I really, 
I was looking for and missing very much. And I know he wouldn't have been good for this character because of age, but I missed Michael K. Williams because mm. he was so good in Hap and Leonard where he plays a cowboy and he is, he, he would have been so great in this cast that I'm, I'm very sad that he wasn't in it because he, he would have brought something amazing to this movie. You didn't think about him. That's true. That is true. It's a, it's a, it's a sad reminder mm. that my duty is gone. But when I, when I asked the question, I was thinking about only one kid beside Johnson Majors, and it's John David Washington. And okay, I thought she was going somewhere else with that. Okay, I, because I thought John David Washington would look more like like Idris's little brother, as opposed to mm. Jonathan Majors. Um, I can see that. And also, also he is he could have brought something else to this character that I'm not saying that Jonathan wasn't good, but like you said, Smash, it seems like. He went and acted the character, but he didn't take care in resembling what the character would be like. What what I, kind I of things what, I, the I could, character would do? I could tell you what happened. This would happen. You remember the little boy who portrayed him? Yeah. In the beginning, it looked exactly like that. They, exactly, they got yeah, stuck. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we can't cast anybody yeah. else. This is too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't go with anybody yeah. else. They look exactly yeah, alike. That he looked like he would be a kid at that age, <laughs> and he looked like he would be an adult as he was a That's kid. True. Yeah. That was that was eerily That's similar. Amazing. I was like, "That's amazing." Yeah, it's almost That's as great as if they CGI'd him to look like a ten year old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I was like the lips, the you know, the lips, yeah. the facial. It's just it all yeah. yeah. That was a home it run. Played. So I, I think they got stuck in the cast and like we can't go in the other way. Like we, <laughs> we love we love Washington Jr., but you know, we have to stick with this because it's too much of a match. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Gathegi. He would he would have been good though. Yeah, yeah he, he would he would have been it. Eddie Gathegi. This guy, I don't know, I man. Like every time I see him in something. He manages to, to just shine, and but the mm-hmm. thing is that he tends to be cast as a character actor as opposed to, you know, like a leading man. But then, you always remember what he played. It's an amazing talent, you know. Like, you know, if you 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 guys have watched uh, this show, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. And it's go ahead, keep. I'm proud of you, um, Graham. Go ahead. I'm proud of you. Here it comes. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Graham is so funny. <laughs> Cause I yeah, knew he, he had to throw. He had to throw that. I knew he was gonna throw that jab in there. I knew the startup jab was coming. I knew it. <laughs> but he, he's more of like the. He's. I put him in the Lakeith role as well. Like his his stage presence. He like he takes that character and really brings that character, and it makes it his own. And it, it, you would, you for me it was it was more of anytime they flashed him on the screen, you, you didn't. 
it, it, he didn't underwhelm you with his performance. Yeah. Let's say that. He didn't underwhelm you with, with his performance. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that dude. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's good in everything he does. Uh, he's just, I don't know. I, I always say certain actors and actresses that just haven't had that break or that hit show, you know, yeah. that just took off. And he's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. And some some actors in the 60s, they, they just find that, that huge, you know, that one character that takes them to become major. So mm-hmm. he just has to continue trying, isn't he? Yeah, but but even to his credit, though, to his credit, this this lineup is was such a big and grandiose lineup for him to even be able to get cast into that. That speaks volumes for to, for who he is and and the limited roles that he has played, right? Yes. And so for him to be able to get cast against amongst all these giants, that says a lot to his acting chops. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I I agree with you, uh, Dion Cole. <laughs> The uncle is this guy that I can never forget that he's a comedian, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, we never have seen him in 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 serious roles. Seriously. He's not bad, yeah. is he? No, you know, did, but no. it didn't look like it didn't look like him though. It didn't look like Cole. His, the voice was like okay, that's Cole, but it didn't look like him. That character it like him. It, it, it didn't look like him. I, I don't know. He was sick that day or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't look like him to me. <laughs> like, I recognize the voice, but he didn't. Like, he was eating that steak. Did it really look like him when he was eating that steak? It looked like a whole different person to me when he was eating that steak. No, I knew it right away when they showed him. I was like, oh, Dion Cole. Yeah. But I, I, would, I thought this role was easy for him just because of the way he delivers his comedy. It's not like he's trying to be funny. He, he does that stuff yeah. that makes you think, and then you laugh. And then, so he's just... He's serious when he tells it, and you're like, is this Joker playing, or is he being for real? And you're like, oh, it's a joke, you know? So <laughs> he actually did that in the movie, and he just looked weird to me. Yeah, because, I mean, his opening line was like, I'm like, is he really talking to that dude like that, though? <laughs> That's what that's saying, right? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Like he, now that's the one you'd be like, oh, he about to die in 2.2 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the funny part. Uh, but yeah, the, the kid who played Jim Beckworth was fantastic. He 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 was he was the soul of the show. The comedic release was insane. Yes, Danielle uh, Deadweiler as Coffee was fantastic, and I I I want to see so much more of this uh, young lady. She's she's too good. Mm. She was good on this one. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but RJ hit it on the nail though. We yeah. all thought it. Yeah. He hit it on the nail before when he was he was talking about. Was anybody else thinking about it? I know I was sure thinking about it. Oh, sure, she does. She is a woman. Okay, I, <laughs> okay. And I was like, you know what, RJ, you sure right? Because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so I was like, he ain't by himself. <laughs> He's almost falling for a dude. Full frontal. <laughs> that was funny. That was, he said, I was turned yeah. on. I was like, this dude character is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, should we should we count these as a successful directorial debut for uh, James Samuel? Yes. I'm going to say... <laughs> Goody has something to say, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this is like Michael Jordan 
he let him be Michael Jordan because what he I'm not taking away from his greatness, right? Because I think he's really a great and up and coming director and, and writer. Um, we know his musical side; he's phenomenal on the musical side, you know. So, but I would say because of the cast that he was given, this it fixed a lot of things. I think if you if this was cast with a bunch of non non people that we didn't know and didn't understand, and, and it was like a B side type of movie we wouldn't give it as much kudos as we get as we're giving it. And so he had a, a good plate of characters to actually play these parts. And I don't think it was, I, do you really think how much direct directing do you think really went on with this casting characters? Like it was like, these are seasoned veterans yeah. out there. Like it, 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 it didn't right. take much for them, for him to direct them. So I really want to say he gets a pass from me, but I want to see him take, less than characters and see how he, can he bring that make that more larger than life because the the theatrical part of it and the scenery part of it and the musical part of it i think he has that down pat i want to see if, if he can direct the the one in five basketball team not the you know the the all-star <laughs> the, the usa dream team right. let's say that <laughs> I mean that's just that's, real that's quick. Incredible. But I'm, not taking, I'm not taking away from I'm not taking away anything away from him. Unless I want that to be understood. I think he did a phenomenal job though. But that's an incredible he, cast to be given for uh, for a directorial debut, right. isn't it? Yeah. And and you make a good point with the cast, but and that's what I say, like having that uh good great cast like that, I think he did do good with directing on having them do something on a bad script. Because I think the movie was actually written kind of bad. The script, like once again, that's just me. But they made it work with, with those actors and actresses. Mm. Jojo, I'm th- I'm going to disagree with with Gody a little bit because Ooh. I think that it kind of shows how good of an actor he is to be able to wrangle all that talent. Because Regina King could have walked in and said, "This is my movie, fuck you," um, <laughs> and we're going to do it my way. Or Idris Elba could have done the same, or all of them could have done the same thing. For So for him to be able to go, nope, we're going to do it this way, we're going to do it that way, this is going to be this, this is going to be that, for better or for worse, depending on the scene, I, th- I think he gets mad props for that. And mm-hmm. I think as a debut, that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So, so, so let too. me ask you this, dude. Do you, do, do <laughs> I can see that too, now that you say it, Jocelyn. <laughs> I can see that too. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like, dang, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I changed and I'm with Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see, you see what happens when we do these shows together. <laughs> it's nothing but up for the brother from him. <laughs> so, gathering this constellation of stars, do we think that the fact that Jay Z was involved with it is what attracted these these people, or, I mean? James Hamill got a couple of British people in there, right? I mean, you got you got you got Idris, the lovely, you got, uh, the lovely Beats, <laughs> Beats. You got Delroy. I mean, Delroy is <laughs> sort of like Canadian because of how long he's he's lived in Canada. But but Delroy is, is was born in in and raised in in England. So, mm-hmm. but the, the the American cast, man, w- would it be a question of yo? Know, it's Jay Z, so. <laughs> So let's do this. And I, I would, 
I would really want that's a good question, Grant. That's a that's a daggone good question. And I and I would want to and I'm gonna refrain from answering it because I want to hear them tell the story of how this how this whole thing came to play. Like how did he how did he gain these characters? What what trusted this great A-list of characters, of actors, what trusted them? To say, okay, I will, I will, I want to be part of this project, and that's a great question. I really want to hear from them because I think it's a, it would be a, a fantastic story, and I think Jay Z had a big play in it because when he speaks, it seems like everybody kind of gravitates and listens to what he says, and I think that plays a part in it. But I think they saw something else, like the the side of we don't get to see many African Americans portrayed in. Uh, well, let's say black period. Let's, we don't get many black westerns. Right. You know that story doesn't get told. So I think mm-hmm. for them to to lend their hand to that to this script makes a lot of sense because who wouldn't want to put their stamp on it as as a story that we hadn't we don't get this type of story very often. So I think that played in a lot of it. But I really I really want to hear how this cast was assembled and what was the process and what made them all say yes. That's a good question, Grant. Damn good question. Yeah, I mean, you you went to some to something that I was thinking to is the fact that the concept also would have been attractive to anybody. Like a, mm-hmm. a Western movie made only or primarily of black characters, that's fantastic. You know, I want to be part of that story, obviously. Right. But but again, it, it's it's just um, I keep looking at the cast and and I'm like, yo. I mean, it's a lot. Jay Samuels says, I'm going to make a movie in, like, let's say that the fact that Idris was in it would have convinced a couple more people. But again, some 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 people have worked with Idris before, right? And, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, you guys do your thing. I, I, I'm, I'm really puzzled uh, as to how this cast came together. And as you said, who, it would be great the- to... Who was the first A-lister to say yes? I think once the first A-lister said yes, I think the domino fell. Like, who was the first person that was the pivotal person to say yes? Jonathan. That make, do you think so? It was Jonathan. Like, uh, the first time I heard of this movie, it was when Jonathan uh, Major signed up for it. And at the, mm. at the time, the first season of Lovecraft was about to come out. And it was heavily suggested that Jonathan also was going to be on a major continuum story in Disney Plus, which happened to be, what was it, Loki, right? And so, yes. so the yes. moment that my dude is becoming part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Lovecraft at the time was like in everybody's mouth, it was like, oh, okay, here it comes, here it comes. But yeah, the, the, I, I think somebody has to tell you, they have to make like a little a 15 minute movie telling us how this came about because I'm, I'm fascinated. We, need to, we have to have the after party, right? We have to have the after party yeah. to, to, to that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do. All right. Well, so <clears throat> the cast is larger than that, but we only talked about the people that mattered. Oh, so yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> we are going to call it a day because here's the thing. I'd like you folks to know how to find my friends at Tucker Brothers. These two dudes, brothers from another mother, they they have a podcast that I don't miss. I mean, their seasons are like weird because they have like they have like three seasons per year, and you know. <laughs> 
But whenever you try to get it in, <laughs> whenever you guys are, whenever you guys publish, I, I listen because you you be doing your thing. So Tucker Brothers is an absolutely fantastic podcast that you guys should look up and find and listen to. Uh, yes. They bring on yep. some guests that I'll be like, oh, so they know people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, lucky swings. Trust me, lucky swing. Oh, she's, oh they say yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that happens, right? Like, oh, yeah, they said yes. Lucky swings. <laughs> but yeah. but I, 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 for, my, for me, I think I, I love you and Jocelyn. You guys, I love when you when you guys do your reviews, but you infuriate me sometimes when you do your reviews, and that's a good that makes me come back to it either. Make me come back to it too because sometimes like, man, why are they reviewing this? This is not what I want them to review. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely enjoy the content. But uh, it's high praise coming from you guys. I I really respect what you guys are doing, Um, Graham. Your your editing skills. I just told I just told Smash the other day. I said, man. (laughs) Um, right now we've been in kind of a hiatus with, with smash moving and transition from the military, me coaching and, and my transition that's happening. Um, I was like, man, Graham is surpassing me with this, with this editing. I gotta get back on my game. Phenomenal, bro. You're doing an excellent job with that, man. Smash. And I, I love watching you guys. I listen to y'all and a lot of times like go saying it infuriates. Like I, sometimes I'm like, I wish they were live so I could comment right now. Cause I'm like, Wanting to come in like, no, no. But other times I'm like, dang, I didn't even see that. You know, I'm sitting right. back having an aha moment. Right. And now I got to go back and at least watch that part of the show or the movie. And I'm like, ah, because I don't want to go what, back. But that's what I like about them. You guys are good. And I like the way that you tag team. And I've learned listening to y'all that um, Jocelyn can keep you in in in, in uh, track. She can keep you in, in place, Graham. <laughs> There's very few that doesn't. She does it with very few words, too. Yeah. So that's just like... <laughs> I did want to say one more fun fact about uh, The Harder They Fall. I don't know if y'all caught it. Is it not really visible that you're looking for it because you're watching the movie, but the stagecoach was a, a tribute to Chadwick Boseman because mm. it's C. Boseman on the stagecoach. Yeah. So go back and check that out if you missed really? that. Yeah. Fantastic. See, I wanna I'm gonna watch this movie again tonight. Jocelyn, you missed that Easter egg, Jocelyn. (laughs) No, I I actually saw it, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't really a a thought you got us, man. Like ah, Chaswick. (laughs) Well, I got the trivia guy, so that Yes. That that gives me one for the night. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So with that said, you can find the Tucker Brothers at TuckerBrothers.com. Uh, Goody, where do we find you on Instagram and Twitter? I don't exist. I'm all Tucker Brothers. I'm all Tucker Brothers. Tucker Brothers on Instagram. Tucker Brothers on Twitter. Tw- Tucker Brothers on Facebook. TuckerBrothers.com. Yes, I'm all Tucker Brothers. Smash has his own his own handles. But I'm just all Tucker Brothers. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same. Um, Talker Brothers, but you on Instagram, you know, it's smash underscore zero zero two two. But that's just to, you know, go in and sneak into people's comments and, you know, start up some stuff here and there. (laughs) (laughs) And you will find Jocelyn on Instagram only exclusively as. Exclusively. I am a KNS co-host. 
Okay. KNS co-host. Mm-hmm. Kicking and streaming co-host. I guess K-N-S it. Streamer. I yep. feel you, Jocelyn. That's how I feel about me. I'm just talking, brothers. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jocelyn is mysterious like that. Yes, very. <laughs> right then. So <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening today. You will find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Putzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. From me, from Jojo, from Smash, and from Goody, this is goodbye, folks. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank, thank you, guys. You.